This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. If you're receiving this transmission, this is Black Spire Broadcast. first time welcome to black spire broadcast this is david your host with us tonight is jason at j2so on instagram as i've been highlighting him a ton lately um he's a custom prop maker has done a lot of work for star wars galaxy's edge and universal studios so jason thank you so much for taking the time to be here man thanks for having me man i've been waiting a few weeks to to talk with you on this so definitely excited oh for sure man um and i just want to dive right into it i mean i was at oga's cantina today messaging you and you know i got the crappy spot on the corner of the bar but i got to see all your work up front and personal and that that was so cool man and then but i'd love to hear about those pieces right off the bat yeah um so don't feel bad because even though we made a bunch of it i still get a corner spot and (laughs) i don't get any tickets they just say thank you for making us millions of dollars good luck so right um (laughs) But um, yeah, yeah, so we made, uh, I worked on a team, we made pretty much everything behind the bar, um, all the, the piping and, and stuff, right, we, we welded that, well, I didn't weld it, I can't weld, but uh, we, our team welded that, and then I did all the, where there's cuts, I had a sculpt so it looked like it had been like cut with like a saber, or, like burnt off, um, oh, wow. and then I know, uh, Gordon and Tom Spina's team did the IG heads, um, and that was really cool because we had all of those at our shop to incorporate them, um, so that was cool to see. But, uh, yeah, we did uh, uh, the um, all the creature uh, setups, so uh, I made the slug for it. There's a, a Dagobah slug that's upside down. He's all gooey and, and stuff, right, right. and uh, so we made that. Um, sculpted it out of foam casted it in this nice fiberglass and hard resin uh painted it um and then we got to make the container for it which was really cool because it it had to sit upside down with with this cool goo that had little like uh we had like little air air pipes in it so it would bubble and uh it it looks like it's when you pull the drink handles it looks like his goo or something like that. Dude, you know? <laughs> and I can nerd out on this stuff all day. I think this is so fascinating. And, and like we talked about off air, you know, I, I'm I'm really focusing on trying to encompass the the art of Star Wars in, in all aspects. And this is one of the coolest, in my opinion, is is the prop making and the stuff that goes behind making making those very famous visual references that you know, as I, I as a kid, I'll never forget. And, and it's obviously 
driven me into into podcasting. But I mean, how, how did you get into this stuff? Um, I went to uh, to school for uh, special effects um, oh, in wow. Pittsburgh uh, at a uh, Tom Savini special effects school. Um, so I'm originally from Ohio, so there's like nothing to do. Same <laughs> same crap, different day. Um, and so I went off to school and uh, the craziness of like L.A. and stuff and wasn't for me. So I fell into doing the scenic for the theme park. So I did um, first few jobs I did was Halloween Horror Nights stuff, uh, building some big giant caves and props out of foam for, for that. Um, that's at Universal, right? Yeah, that's at Universal Studios. I mean, I saw that as a kid, dude, so I'm sure that's, that's your yeah. work too. Man, there was yeah, we did a ton for for them that year out of foam. Um, that was crazy. Uh, we did uh, one of the first jobs I did was we redid the whole outside railing of the haunted mansion at Disney because um, it's all rotted and 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 you know it's it's old. It's like 40 years old. Um, so yeah, so I just fell into scenic and started doing stuff and it started with some Halloween Horror Nights stuff, some uh, Disney stuff, uh, tons of Avatar because um, that was opening. Getting ready to open when I first got into the industry, um, so I've done a lot of work for uh, for the Avatar Park, um, painting and building stuff. Um, we got to do a uh, uh, a rubble base for kids um, on one of the Disney cruise ships, um, so that was really cool. Yeah, That's cool. it looked like you were in an actual like rubble base uh that we had helmets oh, had, or something so dude, crazy yeah, yeah it like vines coming down the wall it had like it looked like it was like the rock walls and stuff man and uh we had, uh, we, had we made a hollow a hollow table that the kids could push a button and it'd show like a ship or something right well it's a pepper's ghost trick right so it's like a mirror and a mirror uh, a window and like a mirror right so it looks like it's a floating hologram like they use in haunted mansion Mm-hmm. But it's 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 an, an illusion. Um, but the 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 specific uh, uh, glass that we needed for it, there were only two in the world for the size we needed. Oh, we wow. had one on the ship, and the other backup was in like France. <laughs> and uh, we had to move it in place. Me and 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 like four of my coworkers, and we had like twenty Imagineers around us, and we have these this thing suctioned, and everyone's like holding their breath as we're trying to slide this thing in place. And I've never, I, that was the scariest thing I think I've still ever done. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. if you make this, it's like $100,000, and we're behind m- a month from France. It has to come in. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah, dude, it was cool, though. But it was cool, so we got to make that. Um, and then, yeah, I got we got the Galaxy's Edge job once that started, and that was like, dude, that was unreal, because, like, I, I like Star Wars a little bit as well. and uh, Just my, what's know. back there? <laughs> And uh, but it was cool because uh, I go in and work on it, and and I used to I would have had a vacation, right? I would be like, oh, I gotta fly to Orlando to go see that, and like meanwhile, I'm just going to work every day and and doing this, and you know, the Imagineers are coming in and be like, oh, can showing us photos? Can you do this? I'm like, Dude, this is gonna be so cool, and like I can't tell anyone how cool it's gonna be, and right. um, so yeah, it's just I kind of just fell into the scenic aspect. Uh, and ended up like paying off big time because, you know, got to do some like Falcon stuff and and. What did the, you do with the Falcon? Out of curiosity. Um, we just had some little greebles and and some little panels and stuff for inside. Um, 
the ride itself or like the the waiting yeah area? yeah for the 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 ride cockpits and stuff and you did it for all the multiple cockpits like you made i'm assuming x yeah, amount yeah. Of them put in yeah, them? everything we did was like uh multiples right and and there was like anaheim's and ours in orlando here um so that was uh that was cool but then we're also trying to match stuff up perfectly but cool. then they want a little different, you know, they want Cali to feel a little different, you know, feel like a Cali side, you know, so um, it was cool, though. It was really cool. Um, Dude, and that, like, it gives me goosebumps, because, like, I, I was on the Millennium Falcon Smugglers run, like, well, I don't know, two hours ago, and um, so it's cool. like, you know, I'm friends with you, we're doing this show, and it's like, I, I was more than likely touching things that you more than likely touched <laughs> also, not just because you wrote it, because you made it, and it's like that artistic, like, you should have signed it in the little corner, you know? Dude, but, I wish, I know. I know I, I wanted I I don't remember which one it was we one of the the toads that there's a big toad in the cantina mm-hmm. and um uh they gave us the toad and then we made the um uh, the container for him yeah so it, it, we had to make all this goo and I made this like trench for it and um you see all those like that, balls in it too yeah so <laughs> those are little balls so it looks like when you get like your bubble tea it looks like it's that thing's eggs coming in. That's um, so cool. That was that was really cool with all this gel and stuff and uh, and I think like there's like foam underneath of that goo and I th- and, and I forget which one but um, me and my friend Zach like put our initials in the foam which oh. you're never gonna see it's like under oh uh, if you know what I mean I but I'm like it's in there to, somewhere we're gonna have know? to do an Oga's night and you're gonna have to point this uh, out to me then <laughs> yeah. dude I'll tell you afterwards there's a few secret things at Oga's that they hid in there that yeah. Um, just to put in to see if people catch it. So. Oh, I want to know. I want to know, man, because I'm all about <laughs> that that but, secret um, stuff, man. It's been, and I love that place. I'm there monthly, so it's just cool to to meet somebody. I mean, like this. This is. I know this is a lot to say, but I I value almost more the behind the scenes work that goes into things like Star Wars and and obviously creating Star Wars Park as I refer to it as you know more than more than some of the actors and in, in film because. And that's a bold statement because acting is difficult. But man, like this leaves an everlasting impact that millions of people will see around around the, all throughout the year. You know, like how many people go in and out of there, and many people save up lifetimes to get to see it one time. And it's like your work; it leaves an everlasting impact on these people. You know? Yeah, I've I've definitely like thought about that. Um, where you know, it's it's easy once when when the project starts, it's like, oh, we're doing this. This is crazy. And then once you're doing it every day. And then things are going crazy. There's times where you're like, even I want to be done with this, right? When it but, uh, uh, yeah, well, everything becomes work. That's a good work, question. Right? Did it become work? It did, dude. It it okay. it did. But then once you know, once we're pouring those eggs in and putting that that toad in, it's like, oh crap! Like there's we made that. That's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's we, pretty much that's, the. Minus DJ Rex, if you're actually at the bar, that is like the centerpiece of the bar. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it's it's so cool, and we got to do the um, the uh, Imagineer um, soft opening day. So we got to go like a, a month or so before the park opened to to check it out. So. And there was, was no crowd super... or anything. Yeah, no crowd. It was like, I mean, there was probably maybe like 300 people. Like it was Imagineers, yeah. people who worked on it, you know, friends right. and family. So that was uh. That was cool because I got to like see everything without all the craziness and chaos. Yeah, because that's the thing, and 
and don't get me wrong, I absolutely love that too. You know, I've watched the the Disney Plus series on Galaxy's Edge like 50 times. You know, and I wish I could get my personal experience like like they had it, and obviously like you had it, like the, this VIP experience where you know, I can actually hear the music playing in the background instead of the kid crying next to me. You know, like it's such a hot attraction that it's just flooded with people, and and I think yeah. that it's hard to experience it the way it's meant to be experienced like that. But yeah, you got to see it as a VIP. <laughs> yeah, we got to see it as a smaller crowd. It was still, you know, it's still Disney to a degree, you know what I mean? But no, no um, doubt. But it wasn't like, you know, back to back, but, you know, to, you know, no, of, dude, everyone. Oh, no. Just there, I get it. Um, that yeah. place is nuts. But this is actually the very first time I got to go into the cantina. Um, you know, my, my wife and I have very small children, the co-host Mary, who can't be with us tonight uh, for, the, for the same reason. We have small children. Um, but, <laughs> you know, we haven't had time to, to get in there and, and have a drink. And this is my very first time. And it's so cool that this podcast lined up with you. Um, you know, I was talking to you back and forth. And I was like, hey, you know, is this this? So you did all that stuff? And I'm like, yeah, man. And it's like, yeah. to me, that's the VIP experience. Like, I got to talk to the dude that made the stuff as I was doing first time and oh that's awesome i appreciate that of course yeah, man. i saw you i saw you posted like the probe droids um i didn't do those but i, I have a friend uh, he worked at a different uh shop that did those and uh i remember we had to go visit them for another uh project and i saw they were assembling i'm like dude i love like probe droids i i don't know where mine is it's back there i have a sideshow one yeah. anything empire and hoth is like love my it. favorite love it. and uh i saw them making the life-size probe droids and i'm like damn like that's gonna be so cool i want one and right. i want parts of one right um, and and i'm the same i have i don't have a sideshow probe droid and i can't find the black series one but i do have um the the funko pop one actually i got it at megacon like the day after i met you but oh, dude yeah. i love probe droids. they're one of my favorite droid designs and, so and you and it's i love that little alley because not i bet a lot of people just walk past it you know that area yeah and if you just take the time to go over there and appreciate that stuff, it's so cool. And that, that project is enormous. And like, it's you, huge. Yeah. And you, I think you do, if you really pay attention, get the, get the proper size. If you watch the movies, cause they, they are huge droids, but you see it in person. You're like, dang, that thing is enormous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, um, the photos, Jeff, uh, from spice runners. He's, he's, um, been posting. So I made that, a, a custom snow base. He has the half scale. Uh, Prothoid from Corvinth, and uh, man, that thing's huge. It's a half scale, and it's in his room, and I'm just like, dude, there's no way you could go bigger than half scale. <laughs> there's just no way. And, um, no and way. you have the, the eyes and brain for that, whereas people like me that aren't, that, that lack artistic ability and, and oh, foresight, you know, it's, for you, it's like, it's you probably see it, like a bunch of numbers going through your head, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I do see stuff, uh, like, even when I'm doing, like, house work right uh, i see things i can see the finish before the start you know just so i can right. figure out how to get there i've just been doing art since i was like three years old so i've been doing well, but that that's, but, um, you know and, and and what better than than star wars you know and, and i that had to be a dream come true to get to work on galaxy's edge you know obviously you're you're a big star wars fan um you know we haven't yeah. even talked about fandom yet we do but I mean, what what drew you to Star Wars? You know, what 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 generation did you grow up with Star Wars, and what drew you to it? Yeah, so I'm uh I'm 33, so I I uh I was old enough. I I got introduced to it when I was like three or four. My grandma played it like the VHS. I 
don't know where I have them somewhere, but sure. the original like VHS you know, of the three of them, right? And so I, I was original trilogy. I was old enough to only have those as a option. Um, and then they did the special edition that came out in theaters. I went and saw that in theaters when I was a kid. My uh, dad, you know, um, took me to go see those. Um, so when uh, episode one came out, I think I was like ten. Mm. So. You know, Jar Jar was made for like me. You know what I mean? Like that that yeah. appeal, right? So that, Yeah. You know, I totally I totally get if I was like twenty and little Anakin's crying and Jar Jar's running around, I'd be like, What the hell did you guys do? As a kid, I'm like, I wanna be Anakin, that Jar Jar dude is kick ass. Right. And, you know what I mean? right. So, dude, and so I'm five years younger than you and um I didn't get the chance to see anything any OT in, in theaters like you did, but I grew up on the the VHX uh, VHX VHS like special edition, you know the gold, yeah. gold black box. Dude, I had that one too, yeah. Yeah, and I vivid, I can feel like right now in my mind I can feel like the the, the raised waste. print of Vader. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just weird memories, but um, grew up on that. I watched that all the time, and same thing. I remember '99 going to see uh, Episode One, and I remember. It was like old school movie theater where they still actually put the letters in the thing and it said, you know, the Phantom Menace. And yeah. yeah, so I grew up on prequel too, man. And I, but it's funny because I don't, you know, I never once had that moment where I'm like, man, this is stupid with the prequels. I, uh, to this day, I love them. And, and every time I watch them, I do get that, that genuine feeling of like, oh, this is, this is why I like Star Wars. You know, it's like yeah. goosebumps every time. Oh, dude. Yeah. I expect, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy in the generation I came in, right? Cause, we can't appreciate the prequels. I get why some people don't. Right, That's totally fine. You could have the OT trilogy by themselves and only have that. Take Mando out, take everything. Right. If you have just the original three, dude, un- that's a perfect story, right? Right, um, right. I'm glad I expanded because I love, like, Coruscant. I love Jango Fett. I love the clones. It, it, you get Jack, more Jedi's. It expanded, I think, really well. Um, I also get why people don't like it because I have issues with some sequel stuff so i'm at the age where some sequel stuff bothered me and i went ah and i went yeah. oh shit this is what people are doing to the prequels you know but right, uh, right. no and, and you know what star wars, man. yeah and, and star wars is made for for everybody i mean what else has been what else has carried a brand name for 45 years and has encompassed so many decades of people yeah. you know and, look, and look. we're hitting a time where there's new kids that are on the Disney Plus stuff. You know, the, the the sequel trilogy generation is starting to age just a tad bit. Now we're getting the next one, you know, and it's crazy. Exactly. Just, we're getting older is what that means. But. That's what's so cool is, like, like my... They weren't into it like, I, you know, they weren't like, oh, you got to get into Star Wars. Like, I was the Star Wars one in the whole family. That's it. Right. But, like, you know, like, like, your dad could be into it, and then you got into another generation, and now... Your kids could be into another generation, and it's and that's what I think makes Star Wars the greatest thing of all time. Is it like transcends years and generations mm-hmm. where maybe we we say ah the sequels aren't our thing, but then your kids grow up appreciate the sequels, right. and they have whatever's going to be out. You know, um, Mando season twelve when they're grown up. You know what I mean? And right, <laughs> stuff like that. So, you know, I'll still be. I, exactly and that's that's it's so cool i think that's so cool that it can just transcend time like that you know it does man and, it, and it's lineage you know and, and it's it almost becomes like history too for for so many people and um 
you know, I've framed my my daily life and really the way I think around Star Wars. Like I don't talk about it much, but like I literally sure. next to me I have the the Inner Jedi Journal, man. I got my morning <laughs> journal session. It's the light side of the force. So that's how much this means to me. But um, dude, it's it's just so cool to sit down and talk to people and get different um perspectives on Star Wars because people love it for different reasons and mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I'm really focusing on the art side and that's um that's the big thing that. Um, drew me to you and um, you know I just started seeing seeing your stuff on social media and in the Spice Runners Lounge and um, you know I'm thankful to get to get to become a part of that and um, I love what you guys are doing you guys are doing awesome stuff with that and um, you know I'd love to give you the floor just a little bit about the Spice Runners too. Yeah um, it kind of uh, it just for me it just happened Um, so Evan's like our you know fearless leader he's he started his page and then he it was just him um, and then he had I didn't realize he only had like a couple episodes and he had me jump on. Um, he, we were just friends on Instagram, just like mm-hmm. you and I, like I've met so many people through just the community. Right. Um, which is so cool that it can happen. And, uh, so yeah, he hit me up and said, Hey, do you want to be on the show? Um, we're going to interview, forget who it was, but we were talking to someone. Um, and I did the show and then he's like, Hey, anytime you want to jump on, like just, we're kind of building this now. Like if you want to, um, get in and i was like dude like yeah i can i can talk every week with you guys like you know and 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 i see my collection every day so i don't think of it as i I just build stuff and make and put it up but then i see like evan's collection and jeff's and and scott's collecting sabers and you know all this and i'm like you guys want me to talk with you guys you know what i mean like and uh so it was really cool and then we did an episode um with some of my artwork uh and stuff i've done um and after that i just it just became like a solid thing that we kind of just made this little, this click of like five of us for the, the host. Mm-hmm. But then we started, um, you know, our friends that are in collection wars and hyperdrive and just, uh, we were also engulfed in the rest of the community, you know, that we, we just, you know, it was easy to, to have people, want to come talk more star wars you know like okay right. saturdays collection wars hyperdrive sundays uh sith cast you know, wednesdays and there wasn't anything on friday um and we started doing friday so it's just an easy transition of the same friends that can't get enough of talking and we all just right. kept talking and and it's just it's been cool man it's we look forward like every we talk every day the the five of us all message mm-hmm. and uh you know even today everyone's like yo this week has been hell I cannot wait till tomorrow, you know, we just can't wait to right. get on and talk with everyone, you know, not just each right. other, but like, see what our friends in Cali are doing, see what people in Texas are doing, and, and just like what everyone thinks of like Kenobi, and it's just, um, right. it's just fun, man, it's just like a good open thing for everyone, I mean, and that's the thing is we try to get the show involved with everyone listening and watching, um, right. so we do like the, the drinking word, um, just to make it fun. Yeah, just, yeah, for sure. Just, and just yeah we just want to everyone have as much fun as we're having you know what i mean so right no and that's and that's so cool and i remember um we we had evan on um a few episodes ago yeah. now i think that was episode nine but um evan evan said that uh you had messaged him like well i want to come on but i want to come on too he's like, i'm sorry man I, I didn't know you back then but hey we're here now <laughs> so but no oh, man it's, it's just so cool to to see that that there's this um this star wars world that exists out there that you know, I just opened my doors. I've always been a fan, but it was more of a to myself kind of thing. I didn't, mm. I didn't really broadcast it. <laughs> See what I did there? I didn't broadcast it a whole lot, but um, 
you know, now I'm like, man, there's other people out there like me that, that want to talk about this stuff openly. And, and from the outside, looking at something like the Spice Runners and who you guys are and who you have in your network with, with who you've mentioned with the Collection Wars, like, the, you you guys as a whole are, are a big deal in the Star Wars world. I don't know if you realize that, um, you know, especially just being a podcast, looking at it from the outside. And I know I'm a part of you guys. Um, I haven't appeared on the show yet, but I, re- I really want to. Oh, um, we'll get to on. <laughs> but you, you guys as a whole, the people, you have some high caliber people and in, in the Star Wars world, especially in the collecting world mm-hmm. um, that are part of it. So, I mean, it's so cool. And it's, it's one of those things that I just look at like, Oh, I get to be a part of that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing we, we want. I want to be a part of it. And I, I appreciate the, you know, the compliments, but like, I don't, I, I don't see it like, uh, like I just collect to collect. Right. Well, and you're I, a like, humble guy. Kevin right? does. So it, it is cool, and that's the cool thing is like, like, like Gabe, you know, or Michael's mm. collection, right? Insane. And but I those are wait, guys that will just have tacos with you and a coke, you know. And it's and right. that's what I like is right. is for the most part, everyone's very humble. There's not, it's you know. Uh, I will. I will say sometimes there are some elitist that I feel an elitist feel, and it's like, yo, man, it's Star Wars. Whether you collect yeah. just Black Series or you collect all Regal Robot, which God, I wish I could, right? But right, it's so right. expensive. But it's it, beautiful. There's a price tag, yeah. But um, I I do like that for the most part. Everyone in the community is just big collection, little collection. Everyone just likes Star Wars, right? So it's like, build at your own pace, and everyone just, I think everyone just likes to just hang out you know what i mean so and there's no levels of tears you know what i mean like you get to transport into that galaxy far far away so to speak and and yeah. kind of living it with your friends for you know however many hours in an evening and that's cool i i think that's yeah. awesome you know and that that's been our whole goal with, with the podcast too and in and doing youtube you know it's my chance to step out of real life and step into the story i get to create in a galaxy far far away so it's just awesome yeah, dude, it's 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 been a lot of fun. Like meeting, like I said, I um I have friends. A lot of my Star Wars friends were like in Ohio. Uh, I was in the Mandalorian Mercs for five or six years. Oh, that's cool. Um, I'm technically like retired because I haven't trooped in like five or six years now. <laughs> Do you but, get a badge uh, for that? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got uh, I I did that. Um, I had friends in the 501st. I moved to school, and um, then I got down here. And I was like, man, I don't really. It was cool doing the troops, and I had people to talk to. So right. now, like, I've met so many people through the community um, that I consider, like, friends and mm. and people, like, you know, I just met you in person, finally, a couple weeks right. ago. Well, the same day I met you, you know, I, I talked to Evan almost every day. And I met Evan in the morning before I wow. met you that same day. First time I met in person. Same time, first time I met George uh, Medina-Lorian. Um you know, we talked, and that's the first time I met him in person. But it was so uh, easy because it's like, oh, I know you, and you know right. me. You know what I mean? And and it's cool because there's, you know, I, I've talked to Gabe a good amount of times. You know, pretty often I made I made that slug for him. Um, right. And uh, it's just cool that that the community is so open that you can be friends and, right. and stuff. And with we people all know each met. other. That's the thing because everybody you've mentioned, like obviously I was standing there with you, like I. You know, I have Gabe coming on in in the future. Yeah, um, you know, he's agreed to do it. Um, I met George. I've watched George's video. I don't know if he's listening to this or not, but I've watched his videos for quite some time, and I didn't actually know I met him that day. So I messaged him and I was like, "Dude, I apologize. Like, I've been watching your stuff for a long time. Big <laughs> fan. Like, nice to meet yeah. you. You know." And he he was cool about it, but it's just 
like you're almost like people like like Gabe and people like George, like they're they're famous in in, in our world, this collecting Star Wars world, and and you know I, I view it like almost like meeting a Mark Hamill kind of thing. Like, is that big of a deal for collectors to meet like the big the A League of collecting? You know, it's just so cool. Yeah, but they're so down to earth. That's the thing, and I and I really love that. I do. Well, I want to give you a chance to talk about your your pieces, and I see what you got set up back there. Um, and man. And before you even talk about it, like, I, I can go buy stuff and pay however much money I want for it, but you you make things. That is a whole nother level, and I don't <laughs> know if you realize how special that is, because I, I can draw stick figures. I can't make <laughs> beautiful art like what I see there. Um, but yeah, man, I want to give you the floor and, and, and tell everybody about what you what you made. Yeah, um, yeah, so I the reason I make a lot of stuff is, like, I, I can't buy... Five thousand dollar Chewbacca's from Regal Robot. I wish I if I could if I could I would I would blow the money on it in a heartbeat. (laughs) No, I I mean I I like to be creative. I like I'm always looking for something to tinker with. Like for my job, I I tinker and I build all day for a living, right? And so even outside on the weekends, I can't just sit. So it's like, well, what else would I build? Like Star Wars. I'm gonna build stuff for my collection or other people's collections. and it's just like there's so much with Star Wars that you can just you never run out of stuff to make or build. Um, so like I have like my this BB-8 here uh, is a repaint. I took them apart and stuff. Uh, this was a a Jack specific that I repainted, relensed, and, and made a little base for. Um, this Grievous I I put together. Um, did all this wiring and paint on him. Yeah, that looks so cool. Thank you, man. Yeah, I love them. I again, it's like the sideshow one sold out how long ago, and it's like right. three grand. Dude, I I have like 250, 200 bucks probably most in this guy. And, and you a made lot it of, yourself. A lot of like time, and I made it, but like sick. Um, Dude, you made it yourself. Like that's exactly. That blows I, made, my mind. I made this Ewok because we had like downtime at work once, <laughs> and uh, he's all foam, and then I I. Got some fake leather and made his little, uh, her little headdress and sculpted the face and feather and uh, furred her. Um, box. I thought they were so cute. Um, Dude, I have yeah, a, memories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got her on a droid. Uh, this is a uh, R5, R4 uh, droid head um, that I'm actually, I weathered. I'm going to cut out some of these. And I have an overhead light. I'm going to make it. Uh, the idea I got was because at Galaxy's Edge, right? Um, okay, you know, okay. Lights that right. are old droids that are the, the light. Uh, you Fixtures, know. I guess, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like. No, that's. Like, that's oh, a man, good one. Extra one. Why not? Why not? No, exactly. So, um, and then, yeah, my Tuscan. So this was a uh, a costume I was working on to get 501st. It's, it's pretty much 501st approvable. Um, I never fully finished it. I, I wore it like twice. Um, and then I made a full-size, uh, life-size mannequin with a nice rocky sandy base and a skull. And um, I had that a few houses ago, and uh, it was just too big, so I downsized it. Um, and door and I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta bring that back out. So. Uh, I I trimmed it up because I really liked how the Regal Robot one was cut slimmer, right? I had this on like a half bust, and uh, I was like, oh, I gotta change that up. So I changed it up. I gotta work on. I have some sand. This will get painted. 
more um, to look like sand. I'm gonna add some stuff, um, stuff there. I got my uh, my statues. Um, I make quarter scale statues with with. I'll take old uh, other action figures and cut them up and repurpose them and sculpt and change features. Um, so then it it makes a brand new life out of this this thing, right? So. Oh, that's um, so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just being creative. Oh, my Han Solo, uh, I don't know where he is in Carbonite, made that guy um, and painted him up. And he's, you know, on my laundry room door. So, <laughs> you know, we'll pop there. Yeah, right. So, what? Oh my gosh, dude, like, I'm just impressed. And it's, you know, I, I can sit and stare at this, this type of stuff all day and, and appreciate the creativity that goes into it because it's. I think it's a very special talent. You know, I I have a military background and a law enforcement background, and, and, and there's little creativity required in, in those professions. And to speak to somebody who really uses that other side of their brain um, professionally and as a hobby, it's just so cool. I appreciate that. But, I mean, on your end, I couldn't do either of those. So, like, Dude, I, was I just do art. You with a gun. I'm, it wasn't too hard. You know, I mean, I, I can't. Yeah. I'm, I, this is my little thing. So, um, but it's I need some helmets and stuff. Um, so that's been fun. I just, it's just, there's so, like I said, there's so much in Star Wars. It never right. ends. So being creative to make stuff, it just, you can make endless things, man. And I, and that's what's so cool. And the stories just keep getting told. It's not like there was a trilogy and it's over. And that's, uh, that's what we got to work with. You're, you're, there's always going to be a new droid. Design. There's always going to be a new alien species. I mean, there's so much stuff that's constantly happening in it. And it gives people, especially especially people like you that, that work in that creative side, like, oh, there's a light bulb, and you're probably going to want to do something with that, you know? And it's just so cool. And it, it'll keep you busy for the rest of your life, I can only imagine. You're exactly right. It it doesn't, like, as soon as I'm like, okay, like, you know, the, the sequels come out. Okay, you know, I love BB-8. I, you mm-hmm. know, he didn't exist seven years, eight years, you know what I mean? And then they do, like, Fallen Order, and, like, the BD droid is adorable. And I'm, I want a life-size of that, and... Now there's that. I really like that Troy that just showed up in a uh, Kenobi. The big like walk. He doesn't. Yeah, talk. the loader. The loader. Yeah, droid. that guy's don't cool. I don't know what's cool about him. That right. he's just, like a brute. And I'm like, my big. I love droids. That's like one of my favorite things in Star mm-hmm. Wars. I just love. I have a droid collection of just figures and Funkos and different of just droids. Right. I just love droids. And so to again see brand new droids showing up and. Um, even just variants of different droids. Like right. it was, there was like a different colored like Death Star droid in Solo, and I was like, whoa! Like he's all black. Like that's so right. cool. Like right. <laughs> he's just a different and color, and I'm like blown away by it. Right. And there's like an infinite amount of droids, and and I wish Mary was available to comment, but Mary loves droids, and I'm looking at it, but she has her droid wall. It's just frame pictures of various droids and. Um, you know, I've got a bunch of Black Series droids myself, so we love droids, and I think they gave life and meaning to the things that, that are they're not new concepts. Robots are definitely not new concepts, and they weren't in 1977, but they gave them so much meaning and purpose in life, and they were, and obviously 3PO and R2 were crucial to the stories throughout all of them. Um, yeah. They're, they're almost main characters, and in, in, oh, they are 100%. Right, yeah. and, and then they're everybody knows them. You don't have to know diddly squat about Star Wars, but you know who R2D2 is. You know, it's just so cool, exactly. Yeah, dude, you you exactly hit it. It's like, like if it'd be like, I find R2 so cute, right? He's a he's mm-hmm. a droid, he's a robot, but he has so much personality. And they and Lucas and them made 
droids what they are where they're their own it's like another species where you go there's that droid and that droid but they they have life for being lifeless organisms right um you know it's like oh my toaster's so cute you know what i mean it, but it's put it on wheels and it's a mouse droid now put it's on like wheels, it's a mouse droid exactly so yeah man i it's just star Wars is just the coolest thing ever it that's is, like, and that's, that's what like, I- all I could say is just the coolest. <laughs> highlight of the episode Star Wars is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> but man, like the droids, I just can't. Yeah, I mean, what masterful writing and 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 creativity. And I would love to be able to talk to Doug Chang one day. I, I've messaged him; he ain't gonna ever respond. But I, you know, one day, one day, I'll be hopeful. But that's a gentleman I'd love to sit down with, and Ooh. I'm sure you have the the art of name the episode but you know i collect those little booklets too the art you know i have like the episode one over here but um i just love flipping through that stuff and seeing the original art and we can go into ralph mccrory as well but um i just love seeing that stuff it's like what what visionary thinking for you know early to mid 70s to be thinking about that stuff and 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 you know big things like like nasa and the moon landing i really think that pushed that stuff to the forefront of their imagination but just such such cool concepts yeah, it's I. That's one thing I wish I I was better at was uh, like original concepts and original, like I like to take see stuff and I'm like I want that to be out of my TV. You mm-hmm. know, I, I like that Tuscan. I want him behind me right. now. You know, I but but for for these people who those are artists, man. I I I'm creative, but like yeah, like Doug Chang. It's just to think of nothing, have nothing, and then be like, and here is something. Gold. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and it's, how'd you do that? It was probably a tenth attempt at a concept, and, and you, you know, I'm sure you've watched all those, the making ofs that you don't see anymore, but that were attached to those things called DVDs once upon a long time ago, you know? And and I remember watching, like, the episode one, one, and I don't remember, it was a it was an artist that worked for Doug, and he was like, I was on a break using the restroom, and I saw a spray bottle, and that was the inspiration for a various droid head, and it's like, yeah. that's so iconic, and you got it from something that nobody else would have noticed you know yeah, i love making of those are those are some of the best parts of it just it's so and cool. i'll sit down when my kids are sleeping and i'm on break as i call it break when they're both sleeping I, that's what i watch <laughs> on youtube on the tv <laughs> and i watch those the making ofs man and people don't or you know the the hard hardcore fans that, that really pay attention to stuff especially the artists like yourself you know you you appreciate that, but I think the vast majority of the fandom um, doesn't really talk about that stuff, and they're almost more important than the than the Ewan McGregor's and the Hayden Christensen's, you know, the the people that made the visuals that are Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we wouldn't have it without them creating it, right? You know what I mean? Oh, and and I couldn't imagine working for George Lucas because I'd I'd probably quit because uh, it's, it's a rough. I'd be. <laughs> It'd be very frustrating to work for him, though he's a master of what he does. Um, and he hates directing, which is crazy. But, um, man, just a cool world to to exist in. And um, I, I just love sitting down and talking about this stuff. And, you know, the art, I want to learn art, which is a very broad thing. But, you know, as I get older and I, and I have more time, that's something I would, I would love to be able to sit down and learn, you know, from you how, how to make various props and, and, and costumes and, and like I'm gonna have Michelle on in, in not too long and I, I want to learn how to paint and do pastels and all this I want these things when I'm older you know and, and yeah. don't have time just so cool and I and I look at people like you guys and I'm just awestruck you know that's how I am like with Michelle like that's some some next level mm-hmm. art like I just you know I, 
I just kind of pull stuff, get get the idea, and 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 like I want the Tuscan, and how do I piece it together? What and you paint it, but to do like two D drawings and paintings, and dude, that's that's stuff I want to get better at. Like I can't do it. I'd love to like that. To me, that's art. You know, like I love that that kind of stuff. Um, I've never been able to be be real good at that. I did like I had an abstract art painting in uh, fourth grade. It got into like an art show, and I have like a photo with it. I'm like seven or eight, and uh, it was it, dude. It's it's hanging in in my spare room, and uh, and it's so cool. But I was like, damn, I peaked at like eight years old. Like I haven't been in an art show since then. You know, I didn't get picked by you know. But uh, well, let me ask you, do you enter? I don't know if they exist, and forgive me for my ignorance, but like like, like prop making competitions, I'm sure there's things like that, right? Um, I'm sure there is. I haven't, I I I've never done anything like that. Um, I'm sure there's something like that, and like I I've I always think like doing a convention would be cool. They have a table with with stuff set up, um, but uh, I I don't know. I just like I get nervous. Like even like making the thing for Jeff for the the slug for Gabe, like I, uh, I'll ask them a million times, like, is this good? Do you like this? And I get anxious until they get it and they open it and they text me like, all right, this is cool, dude. This is what I wanted. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know I mean? It's like all the way up to that. I'm like, what are you doing? You, it's just, it's nerve wracking. I just, just cause it's like, I, I, I want to appreciate, uh, I appreciate the star Wars, whatever it is. So I hope that, that it's good enough for what they, want you know um to be in their collection and stuff so and that just shows the the amount of love and true passion you have for what you do though and and obviously that continues to drive you to do it like i said professionally and as a hobby you know and there's a switch in your brain that is clearly not active in mine this artistic side it is just so cool that that people like me that have no idea what they're doing with the making of star wars can sit back and be like that guy can sit there and, and he made all that stuff like mine wouldn't come out looking like general grievous it would probably look like r2 somehow you know it's like and i'd accidentally make an r2 it's just so i really value that side of it and there's something about like custom custom collecting that's so cool you know because it it is it is one of one it is that unique um yeah yeah knocks towards regal robux i like them and and the various others but those are those can be replicated one of one cannot be replicated you know so that's why i appreciate it so much you can't put a price tag on that yeah that that is the nice thing is like i had a um uh, a, a, a contractor guy over and he had to come back and he's like oh is that darth vader is that you know and i'm like yeah and like i didn't know how i was gonna take it you know what i mean and i was like yeah i made i made most of this and oh man that's awesome so like that reaction i'm like okay because like i'm here you know and my fiance's here and our cats and dog you know so like I don't get like they don't walk back and they're like, oh man, is that a brand new Ewok? You know, um, so then like it's cool to, like when other fr- friends sure. and fans see posts and and you know and I don't I don't I don't care about uh, you know how many people like something or I just like I get excited about Star Wars. I like to see people get excited oh, and it doesn't sure. even have to be my stuff, but like just people get excited about something anyone has made and and. Um, you know that they put their their hard time into you know or or like you doing your podcast and like mm-hmm. people listening to it and being excited about new episode like just everyone have like I have a passion building stuff you have a passion of of doing the talk and and the gab with people on it you know what I mean mm-hmm. that's so cool like 
you know, because like we were talking before this, I, I don't know anything technology-wise, <laughs> but uh, forever trying to get, like, my microphone working. I could be on mute this whole time and no one knows right. what I'm saying. Right. Um, uh, but, yeah, dude, just I just love seeing people excited about the similar things and stuff that other people have put, you know, time and effort into. Oh, absolutely, man. And that's why I like the Spice Runner so much, because as, as, I, as I coined it with Eben, um, it's like the Avengers of Star Wars. You've got <laughs> a person like you that does custom prop making, a person like Michelle who does, um, you know, paintings, pastels. You have Eben, the obvious high-end collector. I mean, you got somebody that I can mirror to somebody from the Avengers. It's like this dream team mm-hmm. of of Star Wars. I don't know what else to call it, you know? And, <laughs> and I just, yeah, like, I, I want to be the voice of Star Wars. I, I love yeah. that you're the prop maker of Star Wars. Like, we got all this thing, and we can, boom, we got Star Wars. And I just, that's yeah. so cool. And it, 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 it almost is like a metaphor to the making of Star Wars, because it required all of those things to make Star Wars in the first place. So, yeah. it's cool, man. I just, I can go on for hours, and that's why I love the podcast aspect, because I, I'm a I'm a very good writer. I, I do not have the mathematical side of the brain, but writing, and I like to translate that into into voice. And um, you know, I, I love getting into metaphors and philosophy and and, th- and I can do that for hours. You know, so oh, this yeah. was this was a dream come true for me. And and I didn't think I'd get guests, you know, initially. And now uh, pe- people actually want to do, it, and it's just so cool. And it's it's a it's an honor and it's a blessing to be able to take and host people like yourself and and other and and others that that are. I would like to say big in our community and have them come on and talk about their craft. So dude, it's an honor for sure. Oh no. I mean, I, like I said, I love talking star Wars and just, just being like around people that are, uh, you know, like-minded, you know, that like I could talk for hours as well about star Wars philosophy, why we're here. What are we here for? Where are we here at? Like it's, it's all, you know, I just, you know, no, for sure, man. And um, well, I don't know if you want to do it, but I'll at least pose it to you. But what are your thoughts on Kenobi to this point? I can do it. Okay, okay. Obviously, I've been releasing weekly after shows and yeah, the yeah. Words, my opinions, but I would like to hear Jason's opinions. Yeah, um, yeah. I um, love Kenobi. I feel like if if they just put you in a photo of him on the screen and said, "Here he is," I'd be That's like, fair. "Oh." Hell yeah, okay. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's even great. Right? Art but, done. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I love any expansion, even Book of Boba. There were some issues, but like I like expansion. They did do him a little dirty, but um, even Obi- Tim Morris hinted yeah. at that. That's besides the point. Obi Wan, I've I've been liking Obi Wan a lot, right? I I like the first episode. Um, I like the callbacks to other stuff. I liked, you know, the Jawas are like. Just the the rocks every show now. They just show up and they're so cool in every show that they show yeah. up and you know and um well and they're becoming really important too, which is right? in the past few series they have purpose other than a background character on exactly. Tatooine. Dude, it's so it's so cool because I've always loved Jawa since I was a kid. So mm-hmm. the fact that they're actually like involved in the universe for real right. this time and um but yeah, so Kenobi's cool. I liked the 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 throwback to Leia and mm-hmm. Um, that was cool. Um, I don't love all the Inquisitors. Um, I like understand. The understand. Inquisitor. Um, if I I feel like he's not gone because they said 
you know, canon is canon, well, Rebels is canon. And that happens next. Obviously, yeah. that's what's happening oh. right after the series. Um, you know, we, we don't got to go down the rabbit hole too much, but <laughs> dude, I get what you're saying. I 100% get what you're saying. Um, I just hope that they keep canon canon, and I don't remember which writer came out, but they said, like, oh, canon is everything. So mm-hmm. I just have a feeling last 35 seconds of Chapter 6, Grand Inquisitor is going to be like, what's up, I'm Rupert Fryne, you know? And they're like, okay, yeah. and then it ends, and um, we'll see what happens. But, yeah. no, man, good, good good story overall i'm just glad that we're getting content i think that's the most important part that um they found a way to take these epics that were designed for the big screen and put them on the small screen and, and keep telling stories so people like you can continue making cool artwork for the rest of us have no idea how to do it <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and it's 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 i like it. i know there's there's been some issues um overall i like it anytime vader shows up it's like just give me vader just give me tons of vader right. um but you gotta do it the right amount because I feel like maybe too much Vader. Well, I don't know if you can have too much Vader actually, so probably not actually. It's that might do it. That gets the asterisk of like you can't overuse, you know? Exactly. Yeah, he might be the one that you, he could just always be on, and he, as long as he's messing people up, I'm into it. Yeah, and man. That is my biggest issue. Is he slaw? He just like taking that town apart looking for Kenobi. It's like snapping children's necks, and I'm like, that's so cool. And um, then. Reva or Reva is just really bad at her job. She's like an Inquisitor. She has Kenobi. She has Leia. On their oh man. So I love a done deal with a bow on top. This most recent episode, I've loved the show. Um, this most recent episode, the it, it was real short and that bummed me out. Because uh, we were promised was, one hour episodes. The we were. We were promised yeah. one-hour episodes. Not yeah. one of them have had a one-hour runtime. Yeah. This last one was like 35 minutes, and uh, I did watch it at like 4.30 a.m., so I might have just been like not awake yet. But it just felt there were some good parts, but like they had Kenobi on their base. Like you have the person you're hunting on in your home, and then you lost him. And yeah. Vader didn't cut her down right there. Like, like, someone got Vader decaf, and he, like, killed that dude's whole family, you know what I mean? Vader was just yeah. from across the galaxy choking people out. He didn't care. Uh, yeah, so the fact that, I mean, I get it that for the character going forward, but, like, that bothered me, because I'm like, you know, Vader would just not be taking this crap. She's been, she's she's had Kenobi seven times and lost him eight right. times, you know what I mean? I know, and, but, uh, look, I, I will leave it at, it must be going somewhere, and there's two episodes left, and... Mm-hmm. They will successfully get away with running these last two at an hour runtime, and having said that, oh, the series has a one-hour runtime, and I think that's what's going to happen because the story's got to be pushed along so much because we're at this stagnant point of the same thing again with two episodes left. So I think they got to run these an hour and really speed yeah, up. Yeah, I just it I I feel like they're focusing too much on my issue is my my big issue is it's the Kenobi show. I feel like he's kind of starting to take a back seat to the Inquisitors, mm-hmm. all the Inquisitors, right? And where it's, it's becoming more focused on, we got to get Kenobi, and I wanted to see Ewan and Hayden hanging out again. I want to see flashbacks mm-hmm. and Clone Wars and see them in their clone armor or whatever, you know? And I want to see more of, of the characters that we... Like, no one got into this show because they're like, I cannot wait to see the Inquisitor show. Like, right. you might be pumped on the Inquisitors, but you're there for Obi-Wan. You want to see Hayden coming back and some some callbacks to, like, young Leia. He's all that. By Look at 
look at Celebration, look at them in Germany. Like, who are they sending to these big uh, premiere events? It's Hayden and Ewan. Yeah, yeah. Hayden has been on the screen, actually, as Hayden for like seven and a half seconds in a flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, you haven't seen Hayden. You've seen him behind the mask, but. Yeah, so my favorite part. Too, so. Yeah, the best part of the show for me so far was Hayden with his hood up, like on Mustafar, turns <laughs> around. Like, dude, that gave me, it gave me chills just now. Like, I loved that. Like, and that's what I was hoping for. And I, I've mentioned so- on Fist Runners, it's, it's tough. The reason Mando works is there's no, there's nothing. So right. anything they give us is all we know, and that's and so they can make it work, right? Boba, you have this idea. If they go off of what your idea is or my idea or their idea, well, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, Same yeah. Obi Wan. I expected a, something a little different. I wanted a little. I mean, there's still. I like it. I like the show better than I liked Boba. I didn't hate Boba. I would have changed some stuff. Mando, there's nothing I would change. You know what I mean? So it's. Man. It's, that's exactly it and in this morning's after show that released today um i said that like look if you take a series like mandalorian with zero expectations and no parameters no story it has to tie into mm-hmm. you can take that and run and they knocked it out of the park every season um this you have incredibly confined parameters you have between episode three and episode four which is a brief amount of time yep. and i think most of us especially knowing that it was a six-part limited miniseries we knew, like, okay, they got six episodes to tell a compelling story in a short amount of time, and I don't. I feel like we've got like forty percent of the story I envisioned. I, I never. I. I don't know. I won't go into it, but um, it's <laughs> we could do two hours on it, not a single episode, because the you know Star Wars fans are Star Wars fans, and we're all going to be critical, and it's hard to it's hard to not be. You know, you know. Person, not personal, but per, like. Star Wars is, is yours, and Star Wars is mine, and Star Wars is theirs, and theirs. So you, if if it goes off of it, you go, what the hell? Why did you do that to me? You know what I mean? Which I try and not think that way. Like I do love any expansion to Star Wars. I feel like mm-hmm. is good um, if they do it, you know, uh, justice. As long as they don't just crap on it, <clears throat> like Last Jedi. So, but everything <laughs> else, you know, has been. That's the only issue I. And again, Last Jedi is a gorgeous film. It visually yeah. is beautiful. beautiful. But it, it all went downhill, and I'd go get my blue kill if it wasn't so expensive and throw it. Yeah. But um, it all I, went downhill after that. I hate. <laughs> I I like Ryan Johnson's other movies. Stay away from Star Wars. Keep Holdo out of here. Uh, just anyways, that's a long rabbit well, hole. Yeah, we, can, we can bash the sequel trilogy <laughs> for an hour, and that'll be fun. <laughs> so, but no. I, I, yeah, uh, Obi Wan going. It's going good so far. Um, yeah, I think the they're playing. strong. For I sure. do. I, they have no choice but to finish strong. Um, but we don't have to go down that rabbit hole anymore, <laughs> man. But um, well, what what projects you got going on right now? What are you What are you working on? Um, I'm fixing up this Tuscan base. Um, I'm fixing a uh, a Chewbacca mask for Evan. Um, that That's had British, right or like something like that. The what? Some it's just like some foreign country British something that was all jacked yeah. up. Yeah, I think it's like from like Russia or Poland or something, and it's it just it's it's like patchy and uh and it's 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 just the hair the fur needs work. So I told him I can try and lay some fur. I've done some of that before and and try and style it a little a little better. Yeah, um, he was talking about that on our episode. Yeah. And he said he'd give it to you so. 
I'm curious to see how that turns out. So hopefully, I'm a little, again, a little intimidated. Um, hair work's tricky, but yeah. I got that going. I have a sculpt I'm working on, um, a 1-1 one, one scale I'm going to start trying to get going. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, making. I'm, I have some helmets I'm casting because you can never have too many clone helmets. So. No. And that's going to lead into my next question, and I don't care what the price tag is, and we can discuss that offline, but um, I'm trying to make a really awesome Wrecker cosplay, and um, I would love to discuss a Wrecker helmet with you. I think we talked about it very briefly before, but um, I yeah. would love to do that, man. Wrecker's sick. Yeah, that'd be oh, yeah. cool. And he's like my spirit animal. My wife's always like, that was you in your past life. And <laughs> I talked about yeah, literally, like, on my former team, I had, like, a very Wrecker-like role, so he is my spirit animal. That's awesome. Yeah, but I yeah, love I, to have you. I love the Bad yeah. Batch too. That's another thing. I am excited for season two and that series. That is so good. That's yeah. so good. Love it. But um, dude, where uh, where can uh, where can the audience find you? Uh yeah, I'm on Instagram at j2so. Um, uh, that's really it right now. I'm on you know Spice Runners uh YouTube, um. Which I think you can just Google, or, or sorry, YouTube Spice Runners Lounge. Um, I actually think this week Evan changed it to Spice Runners Lounge from Evan the Collector, um, so uh, it's easier just to find all the videos um, there. Um, but yeah, add me on Instagram. I just post uh, I post that video today with uh, with this bad boy that I got in. Um, yes. Dude, and you can't find those on Batu. Like, dude, I know they they sold pretty quick. Uh, Jeff, Jeff gave me the quick heads up. Like, yo, they're gonna be on at like ten o'clock. They're gonna be on uh, Disney Shop Disney. So I went on. I was like, oh man. And dude, for yeah, fifty five bucks. I think it was like fifty bucks after shipping, but it opens and it's um, it's so cool. Yeah, I, um, yeah. It's so, the um, com, what is it? Comato? I don't remember how to say it. Com- yeah, com, 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 I don't know. Something like that. But I looked, yeah, they weren't there. But I want to do like this this table which you can't see. It's in front of me. It's kind of like our podcast centerpiece, and I would love to do something like that with like um, Beskar Imperial yeah. credits, like pouring out the side, you know, something like that. Would be so cool. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna try and do with that once I get another Besta in here. And Sounds stuff. like I'm gonna talk to. You. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm on Instagram. I just post stuff I'm working on. I post. Um, magic mando videos and just weird i just you know i just have fun with it man i just that's like, niche man and you love it and it's yeah, so just, cool i could sit there and watch like this is just my crazy brain talking but i would love to see you running like youtube videos where like here's follow me through this process of making this tuscan or whatever and and, and having these like videos showing how you're one two three four through the steps making stuff because I'd, I'd sit there and devotedly watch that oh, <laughs> for dude, sure awesome. yeah I, it's nice i've actually been talking about doing that for a while and then i haven't and then like i've been talking with other people lately like i need some more stuff to do so like maybe so i might i might in the future you should. i mean you don't have to change anything you're doing other than now you got to actually talk out loud and there's a camera that's about it film it yeah yeah that's so, so we'll cool see. man well, my friend it was it was an honor and a pleasure it really was oh yeah thank you and we'll get you on our show very oh, I soon to. sure I you let me know um but we yeah as usual, can be found on Instagram at, at BlackSpire underscore broadcast. We're on Twitter at, at Spire Broadcast, Facebook at BlackSpire Broadcast, and we have a YouTube channel as well that is BlackSpire Broadcast. And we are um, a new member of the Spice Runners Lounge as well. So um, hopefully you'll be seeing us there soon. Um, 
I think everybody's schedules are a bit hectic. Kenobi's making my schedule a royal pain in the butt because <laughs> I've got to be filming all the time. But, um, hey, man, I seriously appreciate it. No, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me. And may the force be with you always. You are not alone. There is hope. And remember, the force will be with you always. listener just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the red five network family red five network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love so the next time you're itching for quality content make sure you head over to red five network.com you'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more all wings report in it's the red five network